0: Hi, my name is Michael Oberst, and um, that over there is Chelsea Greenwood, and we are This is the Pits.
1: That thing over here is named Chelsea Greenwood. (laughs) Um, We are This is the Pits, and we watch every Brad Pitt movie in order and review and critique it, as well as what's going on in the year it was made.
0: And in Brad Pitt's life, the year it was made, because Brad Pitt has a very interesting and peculiar career, and now he's a super megastar, so.
1: Yes, this is our first episode where he is genuinely, genuinely a true full-fledged one. There's no more articles saying we don't know who he is. In fact, there's not really a lot of articles about this movie at all. Well, it's interesting
0: that this is probably the first movie that he is a full-fledged star because a lot of things attribute um, like A River Runs Through It and Thelma and Louise and Legends of the Fall as movies, oh, and Seven, as movies that broke his career. Yeah. And so now he's like a super mega star and he does this movie, which is an odd choice. I mean, I get why he made the choice, but it was it's interesting.
1: You know, he I think it's really hard. I was doing research. It's really hard to find anything, any interview about what about how he felt or what or his um, relationship with the director, who is Barry Levinson, because normally you can at least find a sound clip about him and his relationship with his director because he's notoriously has good relationships with them. But he had nothing, and I think he was just really – I don't think he liked this role. In fact, in 2011, he said, I think I was a disservice to this role. This is a period where I was so famous and everything was going crazy. I didn't know what I was doing, and I just took the role.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, That's a, That totally makes sense because he probably – I mean, just knowing what I do know about Brad Pitt is he probably took this role thinking he wanted to take something meaningful. Which, you know, on at a very at a face value, this is a a meaningful story. Yeah, Um, which we'll get into later. But Mm -hmm. um, at face value, this is a meaningful story. And Brad Pitt, you know, he he always is trying to stray away from roles that are too like based too much based on his appearance. This movie is not at all. He wasn't shirtless once.
1: Not shirtless once, and not in it for very long.
0: No, as far, I mean, he had a very important role, like his character was an important mm-hmm. character, but he didn't do much of the heavy lifting act. Yeah,
1: let's come back to this because I have a few theories on his role. I have, yeah, I've mixed thoughts on his character in general.
0: Yeah, well, I have about 45 minutes worth of theories on this movie, so perfect. Oh,
1: great. Great, 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 great. I don't really have any theories, but I have a lot of commentary.
0: I mostly just meant I'm going to talk about this movie for the next 45
1: minutes. Great. That's Um, what we're here for, baby. Welcome to the show.
0: Um, Anyway, so before we get into it, how was your week, Chelsea Greenwood?
1: Oh, my gosh. My week has been really wild and crazy. I'm in Los Angeles. We're mm. together. Have we told the audience No, yet? I don't think
0: we've said we're, we're together in person right now. Yeah. and
1: um, We're in the same room, and it's wild and crazy and cool.
0: Yeah, this is our kitchen.
1: Yes, it's... we're in our mutual house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, let's see. So I flew to L.A. on Halloween. We had Halloween, which was wild and crazy, and you came to it. I've now said wild and crazy four times, including that one, uh-huh, since uh-huh. we started this podcast. Uh, I went to the Joshua Tree this weekend, mm. which was Wonderful. I almost said wild and crazy. I almost said it. You almost Um, said it unironically. Yeah, I know. It's wild and crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to point out to our audience that I went to Chelsea's house for Halloween and. um,
1: The house I grew up in. The house you
0: grew up in. House you were born in.
1: Yeah, actually physically born in. That's a story for another podcast. (laughs) A
0: whole podcast about that one night. Um, That blessed night. And Chelsea hands out candy more aggressively than I've ever seen it.
1: What are you trying to tell me? How so?
0: I just mean every like those kids would come up and you are like, "Hey, how old are you?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they need to work for it. In yeah, fact, Halloween is such a polls. stupid holiday. I mean, it's not stupid, but think about it like it's one night of the year where p- children are going around and getting free drugs basically from every house on the block, and if they're going to be hopped up on sugar for the next Whatever week or two weeks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they need to work for it. My favorite thing was asking them which like pop star they preferred and like trying to get on their level as a teen.
0: Oh yeah, and it fully would throw them off, except for when you ask them like, <laughs> you're like, Nicki Minaj or Drake or something like that, and they're like, what? Or Why Cardi? No, but you said at one point you said Drake, <laughs> and they were like, because we were asking Nicki or Cardi. Yeah. Um, but then we switched it up, and they were so confused. I was
1: surprised by the majority vote, which was Nicki. I am a full-on Cardi fan.
0: I, wa- I was a big Cardi fan when she was on Love and Hip Hop, and then she got so famous that she got kind of weird. Yeah, but I but don't really like Nicki Minaj. The so
1: weirder, the better. Funny. Nicki Minaj. I actually turned down a Nicki Minaj music video today. So did I.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> then he tried to pawn up on me, and I also said no.
1: <laughs> well, good thing for that. So yeah, so we're sitting together. We had Thanksgiving, and by Thanksgiving, I mean Halloween. We um... another,
0: another quick note about Halloween. Oh, okay. It's weird when... <laughs> I got more on that. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, <laughs> It's weird when you think about how all year round we tell children not to take candy from strangers. Yep. Except for one night a year. (laughs) It's like the purge. Get as much candy as possible. The purge. It's it's the candy purge for children.
1: It's really crazy. I used to really love Halloween. This year was fun, though, because I live in the house where they literally bust kids in from all over the city. And so it's like nonstop. kids on kids on kids on kids. Yeah, and I crazy. like to torture children <laughs> psychologically torture children. Ooh, that's like a nice giving... segue into this movie torturing speaking children. Of, yeah, <laughs> speaking of torturing children, let's not get there sleepers. quite yet. I'm in a good mood still. This was, it, yeah, it was very heavy. I did not expect it to be so heavy.
0: Me neither. This is a real a real downer.
1: Yeah, a real thinker. Um, um, speaking of downers, I voted today. Oh, oh, I think that's an upper.
0: It's an upper. It's just a downer that like I have to like put in some. I mean. Okay, that sounds
1: bad. It's a thrill to engage in democracy.
0: Well, this lady, it was funny because I was like, as I was voting, uh, I mean, some bullshit with changing my address when I moved. Like, I had to get a um, provisional ballot. which I also provisioned. Whatever. Um, still, still counts. It's just you know, it's extra steps. Um, I was like, just like asking this lady, like, okay, so do I do this? And then I like would try to like skip steps or whatever, and she's like, oh no, you have to go back and you have to go slower. And I was like, you know, she's like, but that's okay. You know, I, I just know that you're excited to vote. I was yeah.
1: It's like, well, yeah,
0: kind of it. I'm excited to leave. <laughs> I'm excited to be done voting. And leave. it was a shit show. I well, you mention.
1: waited in a line, right? It
0: was a line. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, a lot of people were there. A yeah. Lot of people were One room to vote. Of voting. One room. Yeah. Well, but it was a big, it was like a gym. Yeah. It was huge. And there was still lined outside around the block. And like, oh. It was crazy. And so she was like, "You're excited to vote," and I was like, "I'm excited to be done."
1: Did you <laughs> say that to her?
0: No, I didn't say. That. She was
1: so wow, I vote. feel the opposite. She I was really. A long day. I, didn't wanna... I was having a real moment where I was like, "This is pretty amazing that this is the midterm elections and it's just a huge deal." And also, like, so much is at stake. And I was having flashbacks to the 2016 election. I was like, as oh, I was sure. voting, like, Diane Feinstein. I was like, <laughs> I had a little prickle of tear in my eye because i said i don't know i find it thrilling did you have present. that little pusher oh so fun fun I fun, love fun, that. fun i didn't re- i've never done it that way before oh my goodness yeah it's it delight. was it was a delight yeah uh,
0: the the guy behind me in line brought his kid with him and the kid was like dad this is boring and he's like yeah well it's not the most exciting thing you'll ever do but it is one of the most important things you'll ever do <sighs>
1: And no. I was like,
0: okay, dad.
1: That is what like, a dad should I know. say, daddy. And the kid,
0: the kid, like, you know, in one ear out the other, he was like, yeah, cool. Can I sit down? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I didn't really care one way or the other about voting until, well, I guess the first time I could vote was George Bush. And then it was fucking Barack Obama. And it was like, walking into that polling place when Barack Obama was up for election was like electric, right? Yeah. Like stamping his name.
0: Ooh. Yeah, it's true. FBCs. I felt the same way voting for Obama was like, Ooh, felt good. Average it was voting. so cool to vote for Obama too. Do you remember like, of course, like, I mean, I was in high school when the first time he was elected and everyone had those shirts and like, they had the glasses with his face on them. Oh my God. And like, it was, it was, cra- it was like the coolest thing ever to I vote for think
1: Obama. I was in Manhattan. I was living in Manhattan. I think to this day that might have been the best night of my life. It was insanity. I was living on Seventh Street. There was a pop up rave on Eighth Street. Everybody was just like running down the streets, making out. There was music out of every car that could, they, and they all synchronized it to the same radio station. And I, w- I was like walking block by block, singing the national anthem at the top of my lungs. Like <laughs> I don't think I went to sleep until like six a.m. that night. Whoa, just that like on a high from Barack Obama. Like the whole city was pulsing.
0: Was it like that um, when he when Osama bin Laden died?
1: No. When Osama bin Laden died, I'll never forget that actually because that's when I was interviewing for college. I just happened to be there that weekend, but Mm. I was living in LA Mm -hmm. and it was a very snowy day. It was like pouring snow. Oh, when he died. This is when I captured him. What were you talking about? When he captured, when I got captured. No, when they killed Osama bin Laden. I was thinking of Saddam Hussein.
0: Saddam Hussein was less exciting. Oh, at least for me because I was really young when that happened. That was like 2003 or something.
1: I don't remember when they killed Osama bin Laden.
0: Really, I remember distinctly because everybody lost their. It felt like we won. Like the, it felt like the war was over. It felt like we won. People were driving around fireworks. People were Where like, in San Francisco?
1: People, I think I was in San Francisco when this happened. It was 2012. Yeah, I was in San Francisco.
0: Yeah. Um. I yeah. I just remember people driving around like guns shooting fireworks. We were like. That was a night that I didn't go to bed till like three or four in the morning. Like we were just that everyone so was partying funny. so hard. I don't
1: remember Osama. that, but I do have an amazing story about the time I met the guy who killed Osama bin Laden in SEAL Team Six. What?
0: Oh, I read a book by those guys. Anyway. Let me tell
1: you a little story. I hope that there's a listener who's gotten this far in the podcast because this is probably <laughs> the best story that I have and my Better than fame. the van- vampire. The different. <laughs> so I was backstage at a Foo Fighters concert at Madison Square Garden, <clears throat> course, okay. at this bar. <laughs> okay, that Madison Square Garden hosts whatever for this for the bands, and uh, I start talking to these guys, and it comes out that they're SEAL Team Six, and I am wasted. I have just done a beer bong with Dave Grohl, <clears throat> name drop, <laughs> and um,
0: it's
1: okay. It's okay. Something fell. Um, something fell. Uh, I had just done a beer bong with Dave Grohl, and Dave goes, This is the guy, blah, 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 forget his name. He's the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. And I look at him, (laughs) drunk off my tits, and I say, "Mm, You're a real one hit wonder, ain't (laughs) you? And then I turn and walk away. And it was my proudest moment of all. That's the best best joke I ever made. Fully fully off the cuff, drunken Chelsea is at her finest and wittiest. (laughs)
0: you probably walked away the way that Obama walked away from the podium after he said we got him and then he like turned around and walked away from the podium and do you remember when he did that like his dick was swinging so (laughs) low like he's never swung dick harder Uh,
1: sometimes when I'm feeling Sad. I'll just look at pictures of Michelle and Barack Obama.
0: Oh, same. I just tweeted the other day a picture, a little video of Obama. I saw that saying hello to a guy to a child dressed as Superman, and it just made me so warm in my heart. Yeah,
1: he was a good guy. Remember when we had a good guy in office? Probably the best guy.
0: Probably the best guy. But like, if I mean, I'm not saying he was the perfect president. I realize he was a pretty conservative Democrat. Who cares? Also,
1: no politician is ever going to be what you want. Politics is innately corrupt and fucked and you're the kind of person that wants to get to the top of the game like who wants to be a politician
0: who wants to be the president honestly. trump didn't trump uh, okay oh no, let's we're, we're going far oh no. oh but no. uh <laughs> let
1: me just reel it back into so the i'm gonna go rip, 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 and rewind <laughs> to when you said you tweeted something and that reminds me that we still only have three twitter followers you me and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. so <laughs> why don't you guys follow us
0: <laughs> yeah follow us on twitter and on instagram i mean we've our Instagram's heating up. Which it's is heating good. up. Um keep but follow it. I mean there's got some of you got to be listening and not following. I mean from all of our four follow listeners. Yeah. All, I mean do all four of you listen? Mom? Mom are you My following? My
1: Mom and dad definitely listen.
0: Is your mom following? Yeah, she is.
1: My f- I have a few friends who have texted me that they've listened, but the th- people are listening to movies that they like, which is fine, but we really do want you to join our whole journey if you can.
0: In other words, Sleepers is not one of the ones that's going kind to of be more popular, but it's okay because it's part of the journey. Yeah. And if if you are on this journey with us, then you're probably ready to start talking about Sleepers. I think it's time.
1: So uh, let's start with 1996. This is our old, Brad Pitt's only movie in 1996.
0: Yeah, well, he was so famous, he didn't know what to do with
1: himself. I think he was kind of losing his mind. Okay, so it's 1996. It's the only movie that Brad Pitt makes in this year. Now, here's a few interesting statements. Because he was doing two or three movies a year. uh, And and then after this movie, he does two or three movies a year. But I listened to an interview with Gwyneth Paltrow, his girlfriend at the time, Mm -hmm. and she said, the way that we keep our romance going is that we don't do movies at the same time. Because we're both under so much stress. So that could be a reason why.
0: Juliette Lewis said the same thing.
1: Yeah, he must have a rule.
0: He must have a rule. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and she was was filming the movie Emma. So I think she gave him the space. Also, Uh... did you notice that it's really hard to find any quotes on this movie from anybody director
0: nobody's talking about it
1: any of the actors
0: is it because the controversy surrounding it and like how true it is
1: I think so like maybe yeah I think so we'll get there but I think I don't think that they wanted to talk about it because the conversation became so much less about the movie and more about what it was based on which we'll get to, but Brad, the one quote I did find was Brad said, I think it was, he said, I think I did a disservice to this role. This was a period where I was launching to stardom and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so I just took this role because it was handed to me because I thought it was going to be something, but like, I, he didn't like this role at all. He won't talk about it after that. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, but it's also not surprising because I can, he is, you know, you look at the, the like headlines of this movie and like see who's in it. It's crazy. I yeah. mean, Kevin Bacon, Brad Pitt.
1: Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro,
0: Dustin Hoffman. It's, it's, it's an all-star cast. I it's mean, a crazy kid. Ca- like, I was... Because I hadn't really heard about this movie before.
1: I had heard of it because my... This is another name drop. <laughs> but <laughs> my family... My parents were really good friends with Barry and Diana Levinson growing mm. up. And then my mom always talks about... And so I was... Wondering, I mean, they lost touch. You were at
0: least peripherally aware.
1: But I remember like playing with their kids when we were like, they were really good family friends of ours. And I remember um, being at the Oscars. I don't remember when he won an Oscar for, but Barry Levinson won a best director or best movie of the year um, Oscar. Maybe it was for Wag the Dog. And uh, dad always talks about, I remember when our family friend looked at us as we were watching him accept his Oscar and said, We've lost him like now he's we lost them. like he's not going to be well there goes Barry around. but anyway I only knew about sleepers because any Barry Levinson movie is like on on the family radar
0: right okay well that's fair but yeah. I mean
1: I wouldn't have heard of it otherwise so it's interesting yeah. because I've been telling people all week like hey want to watch sleepers with me hey want to watch sleepers with me and they're like what the fuck is sleepers? sleepers yeah and you're
0: like oh it's that it's that movie with Brad Pitt Robert De Niro Dustin Hoffman and Kevin Bacon and yeah it's like and John what? Williams score. And John Williams score. It's like at yeah. it Barry Levinson directs, and they're like, who the fuck? Yeah, Wait, what?
1: It just got lost to the sands of time because it was swallowed by controversy. So so we should,
0: I guess we should t- t- explain the controversy since that's what follows the movie forever. Yeah,
1: I just want to set up 1996 one last time, just okay. to give context for where the movie came from. So the best year, the movie oh. that won the Oscar. Sorry, Rain Man was his movie that he probably Rain won Man. everything for. Fuck yeah. Great yeah. film. Uh Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise. But that was
0: 1988, so it might have been Wag the Dog that, whatever, sorry, go on.
1: Whatever. He won an Oscar, and we lost him forever. Um, I actually emailed his wife to see if he'd want to come on this podcast in a desperate attempt at publicity, but she never got back to me. So It's because you
0: lost Barry.
1: We lost Barry to the Oscars, to fame and glitz. Anyway, uh, the movie that won the best movie uh, Oscar this year was The English Patient. Mm. The number one song was Don't Speak by No Doubt. I know just what you're thinking. And I don't need your reasons. (laughs) Anyway, um, other movies that were out that year were Independence Day, Twister, and Mission Impossible one. So big deal. Yeah. The biggest toy was Tickle Me Elmo. That was a huge fucking thing. Do you remember that?
0: No.
1: I remember it. It was all over the news. Whatever. Yankees won the World Series. This was a funny fact. Tom Cruise was yachting (laughs) in the ocean when he spotted another yacht on fire and he saved the whole crew and family like a real live Mission Impossible. A real
0: live Mission Impossible.
1: Only two more things. Um, Scream came out. The movie The Rock came out. And here's something I think you'd appreciate. Did you ever see the movie Space Jam? Um, yeah. So I found out that the Space Jam website was launched that year. And if you go to spacejam.com, it's the same website as it was in 1996. And it is a delight and a dream to go through.
0: That's amazing. I'm going to do it right now.
1: Yes, um, listeners, take a break to go to the spacejam.com uh, website. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> I know.
0: So cool. The lineup. You can see the lineup in the locker room. It's such a pointless website. <laughs> yeah, it's the, a ninety six website. Yeah, remember in nineteen ninety six when websites were there's like no ads, there's nothing to buy. It's just like
1: Did you have website making class? No. Oh, we did. It wasn't like coding, it was like website making class. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like like word art.
1: Yeah. Um anyway, okay, let's get to sleepers.
0: Okay, so one thing I should also point out is that for some of these actors, what they were doing at the time, I mean uh so Barry Levinson had worked with Dustin Hoffman before, obviously. On in 1988, they did Rain Man. Yeah, so um, Barry
1: Levinson was a hotshot, big shot director.
0: He was. At this point, he, he had one best director. So he's a hotshot director. Um De Niro had just come off Heat and Casino. Literally, the fir- the two movies right before this were Heat and Casino. Yeah. And I love yeah. Casino. It's like I've never one... seen it. <gasps> Chelsea. Do you like gambling? I Watch love gambling. Casino. It's so okay,
1: cool. Okay, great. He also did. Much earlier, but he did Deer Hunter, which is like whew, fuck. He is yeah. a real true amazing actor and he mm-hmm. killed it in this mm-hmm. role level. Will-
0: and I think it I think wasn't uh uh Goodfellas early or uh, well he was definitely in raging bull that was the 80s
1: he was huge basically he was a well-respected was, and huge yeah. actor at that point and continues to be it's really remarkable maybe our next podcast
0: we always say that about every single other actor. yeah
1: but he does have a really long-lasting career he does,
0: and i just i did look at his his uh, imdb and he has over 100 movie credits yeah so. so he has a robust career as well great um maybe that'll um, be
1: maybe we'll, our whole thing will just be watching long-careered actors we're gonna be doing this till we're old yeah, but hopefully we'll get advertisements and followers and fans that pay us millions of dollars to do this.
0: Yerba Mate, Lacroix—I mean, whoever beverages companies. I like us. wine. Uh, wine, alcohol companies too. I mean, we're not opposed.
1: I'm drinking a can of wine right now. It's quite delectable. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this movie is based on a.
0: Oh, we should mention the controversy.
1: So, okay. Yeah. So you go. go ahead. No, you go. I'll set it up and you flesh it out.
0: All right. You set. You. You. Put them up and I'll knock them down.
1: Yeah, I'll pitch the ball. You hit it out of the park. Deal. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie is based on a book, book, a true nonfiction book by Lorenzo Carcatera, in which he speculates. No, he doesn't speculate. He claims that he was sent to a young, an all boys prison, Mm -hmm. uh, like juvenile detention center when he was a kid, and the uh, wardens. Beat, raped, and abused them like crazy, and he yeah. and he wrote it really, um, really beautiful. He was written up on all the papers and uh, the Catholic Church, and all these things came to be. But then, when people started doing research on it, they found no fact or like no court well, records.
0: Yeah, he said that he changed a few things to protect the identities, and then people started researching, and they're like, okay, well, what was true because nothing resembling this has happened
1: the court case the court case yeah
0: the people thought that like they were just basically saying either you're not like something's not clear or like it's just didn't happen because there's yeah. nothing resembling and then he wouldn't respond yeah when people would call him not call him out for it he wouldn't respond it's interesting suspicious.
1: it's suspicious because you want to believe him because you want to expose this horrible place which i guess we should just go through the story yeah of the I mean, movie we which skim is skim through
0: because it's Honestly, it's a long movie. Yeah. But there's not a whole bunch of story.
1: No, it's it's very easy to synops- synopsize. Synopsize. Summarize? Let
0: me say summarize.
1: Yeah, okay, well, don't make me feel dumb <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> when I say synopsize. Syn- synopsize? Um, yeah, synopsis. All right. So oh, sorry, me, su- summarize the movie,
0: please. Let me synopsize this beat. Um, so you know, it starts off very like Mean Streets, where they're just oh, cute, like,
1: cute, 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 cute. So
0: cute! These kids are just like the little rascals. Four little chickens in Hell's around. Kitchen, Manhattan. Yeah, I wonder if you can hear the the wonderful bells in the background. Oh well, should we close it's the door?
1: <laughs> no, it's soothing. Okay, so, those you know are what? wind chimes. We're in lovely Los Angeles. It's November sixth, and it's, it's eighty five degrees. Day. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lovely warm day. There's
0: a slight breeze. It's great. Anyway,
1: so there's four chickens.
0: Four chickens all in the Bronx. No, no, Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's, Hell's,
1: Ki- Hell's Kitchen Manhattan. Hell's Kitchen Manhattan and
0: proud of it. And oh, they, and were... they
1: are little hood rat hooligans galleywags. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're very like Jersey Boys. Like, Yeah. It's Cute, great.
1: cute, cute, cute.
0: Um, it's 1961? Six. Six. They um, steal a hot dog and then accidentally steal the cart and then accidentally push the cart down a, some stairs and then the, the hot dog cart... Some stairs leading down to the subway, yeah. And then as the hot dog cart is going down the stairs, uh, a guy walks in front and he gets smashed by the hot dog cart. He does not die, but he is in critical condition, and he does press charges on those kids. Those four little chickens uh, are sentenced to go to a correctional facility. Um, and they do. They go. You know, they're scared. they have um, I should also mention that they have a good relationship with the local pastor. Um, priest. Priest. Pastor is not
1: a Catholic term.
0: Oh, sorry. The priest. Oh, thank you.
1: You're welcome. Isn't that interesting? I was a religious studies major.
0: Yeah, it is interesting, especially because I was Catholic for a period and I didn't know that.
1: Did you have a pastor?
0: I, I guess I didn't. Father. They you would say a father. father. Priest. Yeah. Anyway, because because um, I was also um, just regular Christian, like uh, not fundamentalist. You
1: were both so. Christians. I'm. I was wondering if you wanted to talk about that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, my. It, it, I didn't get raped or anything, so... No, I know, but about. just religion.
1: I, you know, there's two things you don't talk about, politics and religion. And we've so talked far, about. we've about politics, <laughs> we so why not? Well, so yeah, they're really close with uh, ex-mob boss who has now become a priest, and he's a really good guy, and he's really close and protective with these kids who all kind of come from abusive family members and are all kind of poor in this just hard, ghetto area. Hard, hard, hard lives. Up. Yeah, it's a hard-knock life.
0: It's a hard-knock life for kids. I mean, it's like... The whole thing is like it's Hell's Kitchen and everybody's mean, but everybody looks out for each other. Yeah. We're mean to each other, but outsiders, we protect each other from outsiders. Yeah. And it's got that very, you know, kind of stereotypical like like Hollywood depiction of of like Italian Americans in the 60s in Hell's yeah. Kitchen. And it's... Um,
1: it was so fun to watch too because New York in the 60s... So the movie goes through from the late 60s to the early 80s and like... New York was a fucking hellscape, no man's land. Anything goes, wild and crazy. Like, okay, well, we'll get there. Like the guys came in and just shot <laughs> people, just walking around shooting people.
0: And then they just walked out and they're like, "Shoulda ordered the sandwiches to go."
1: Yeah, a manishka
0: Um, but anyway, so, and by the way, this this father, this priest, uh, who is their friend, is uh, played by Robert De Niro.
1: And he is such a good actor. It's crazy. Played so well by Robert yeah. De Niro. Like.
0: I even wrote down like he is so good for this role. Like oh, I'm so scared of him, but in like a please protect me way.
1: I'm scared of him because you can see it's almost like he's internalized like it's like you I mean he's an actor. I genuinely believed him and who his character was. I saw his bad past. I saw the care and love he felt for these kids and all in his eyes. Like the way he yes. communicated with these kids, it was I really He's got
0: that twinkle in his eye.
1: He's my favorite part of the movie, I think.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I also really love Dustin Hoffman, which we'll get to. Dustin,
1: okay, so, well, you know what, let's not just get there, because I just want to say off the bat, Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, Kevin Bacon, and the four kids were the best. Amazing. Like, the kids were so good, they kept their, like, they had those accents, they kept them going, one of them looked like you. Which one? I wrote it down. Michael kind of looks like the one like one of the kids. Excla, excla. Okay. okay. Didn't say which one it was. The one who draws. The one who... Um, whatever. whatever.
0: Um, I get it. I look like a child with a mustache. you are a child with a mustache. <laughs>
1: um, anyway, so the kids accidentally put this guy in a coma. But it was all in fun. It was an accident. It, I mean, was, it was an, an accident, honest accident. And it was the day that would change their life forever. And they got sent to... Discretional facility for kids. Discretional facility for kids.
0: For boys. And it's run by, or well, the, the guy who's the warden on their floor, the guard, the head guard of their, the floor that they live on. Noakes. Noakes, his name is, uh, played by Kevin Bacon. And he um, immediately is abusive as fuck to them. Ugh. Uh, just right off the bat. Like, he's so abusive. He's just mean. but he is so fucking good at being mean I mean can you believe he's he like I also realized I haven't seen like any of the movies Kevin Bacon's famous for I never saw Footloose (coughs) I know I'm not surprised because you've
1: never seen anything good
0: (laughs) (laughs) just wait till we get to the more modern movies and I'm gonna I know how old are you in 96 I was three years
1: old yeah so suck my face (laughs) Um, um he's really
0: really awful to them and well i always think that kevin bacon has kind of a punchable face he's got oh, kind of a rat face you yeah know he I mean? for sure
1: does and that's where the thing is like what who, i respect him for taking this role this is a hard role to take a kid who fucking rapes children yeah and like the minute we meet him we are we know the minute he walks in and like i didn't know anything about this movie i didn't know what it was about did you
0: um, I only saw like a one line description where that says that they were abused. And so I knew that abuse was coming, yeah. but I didn't know where I, I honestly thought for a second that it was going to be De Niro because of the Catholic church thing. Totally. And me I too. Was like, oh no, like I love how good he is in this movie. I hope he doesn't turn out to be a bad guy. And
1: I love that they did that because I think that was intentional.
0: I don't think it was. I think in the, at the time, Oh, I guess it was cause it came out in the 19, 1990s. It came out in 1990 after like all that stuff had started. Yeah. Like the 90s, you know, because like the, the exposure for the church came out, happened in 1992 or 91. I think it was 92 or 91. Only, I'm saying that only based on the movie
1: Spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I was expecting that too, and I didn't want it. I had the same reaction. I was like, yeah. no, you're the best. So, um.
0: So anyway, Kevin Bacon is good at being the worst. We,
1: the minute he walks in, he tells the guy, the kid that looks like you, oh, no, no, he tells the main character's kid version of the main character. It's mm-hmm. just to take off his pants.
0: No, it's all his clothes. Strip take down. off
1: all his clothes. And then he goes, now what do you want me to do? And he goes, put get your dressed. clothes back on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ugh. It's good. It's like instantly power. power and then it just gets play. worse and
1: worse until you're watching them get raped. By, the, by not just him, but the whole system. Except for the one good guy in the lunchroom who is played by. Chief Richard Webber from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I died. I thought he was going to come back because he was the only one to ever protect them in prison. There
0: was a few actors who were big actors who had small cameos. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was
1: Billy Crudup's first role, and let me tell you, he's the most sexual of my next. Who's Billy? Who's that? He Is plays that? one of the shooters, the one with the long hair.
0: Oh, yeah, he's very sexual, sexual to my Yeah, pen, pen, pen. And there's also uh, Janice from the Sopranos do you watch the Sopranos I forget Mm -mm, I haven't seen it oh I I was just watching it before you got here I am obsessed with the Sopranos
1: yeah
0: um it's always on repeat like I've watched yeah I have
1: intentions of watching it and I just never get around to
0: it you definitely should it's really good but anyway Janice is the lady in the booth oh wow she plays uh Tony Soprano's sister and she is so fucking good in the Sopranos it's insane she's so hateable it's but like you love to hate her. You know, oh, she's like that. this crazy wacky woman. I love that, love that. Anyway, so she's there. And then, uh, also, did you watch the wire?
1: Fuck yeah, I watched the wire. You
0: saw bunk then? Hundo P. I love bunk. I, I have such a crush
1: on bunk. Sexual into my next Yeah.
0: He, he, he looked young and just, he looked good. Vibrant. Yeah. <laughs> Vibrant. His skin was just supple. Glowing.
1: He um, glowing. so basically the kids go to prison. I should also mention that their first job ever was working for a big mob, mob boss, whose name was Benny. Benny, B-
0: Big, like, fat Benny or something like that? King Benny. King Benny.
1: Um, and he's, like, a traditional Italian guy. Uh, and so, okay, so they go to prison. They get raped, raped, raped. They're only <laughs> there for... One of them... The one kid is there for six months, the other three are there for a year.
0: Was not prepared for the amount of child rape that we saw.
1: No, it was a lot. And I lot. came home. I watched this movie around this time yesterday, three in the afternoon. I had just come back from a trip to Joshua Tree. I was exhausted. <laughs> I'm like lying. I was think. I don't know what I thought. I think I thought it was going to be like a psychological thriller. Like, I thought it was going to
0: be more of a mob all movie. Seven,
1: I, I didn't think it was going to be. I don't know what the fuck I thought it was going to be. But basically. I
0: mean, there, you can't. The name Sleepers, you would not be able to guess. No.
1: And I, didn't want, and I purposely didn't want to know because I have a rhythm of how we do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, don't, I literally don't want to know anything at all. Yeah. So I'm like lying there, hungover. I woke up at five in the morning that day to look at the sunrise in the desert. The desert is, just sucks your soul away in the best way. And then I'm like, oh my God, like. And those kids are such good actors. You could see their dignity taken from their eyes. Like, it's amazing how good they were. But anyway, they get raped, yeah. raped, rape, raped. It's a nightmare <laughs> housecape. It's the worst place you could possibly be.
0: <laughs> I hate that you keep saying, rape, rape, raped. <laughs> they get raped, rape, raped.
1: Well, there's four of them. They get rape, 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 raped.
0: Rape rape rape, raped. Yeah. Yeah. rape, 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 rape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's this stop saying this. Not word so much. It's much. not good. I was worried
1: this morning because I'm in a great mood and we're in the same place. And it's like, I was like, how? This is so dark and I'm going to be having fun. So
0: imagine someone listening to this in their car and they just hear us keep saying Rap, rape, 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 rape. rape.
1: rape <laughs> Shit. Okay. Not great, Bob. Not great. Anyway, uh, they get out. Cut to 1981. A... 10 years later. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you take it away. Uh,
0: so it's 10 years later. They are... Two
1: of the kids walk into the bar.
0: Two of the kids are in a bar.
1: But they're not kids anymore. They're 28 they're adults.
0: years old. Yep. They're adults and they are um, just bad news bears. You see them and you just don't... You know that they've had rough and tough lives. Oh, I didn't even... We didn't even talk about how this movie has narration throughout the whole thing.
1: I know. Another 90s movie with narration. I'm not wild about it. The, the, the narration combined with the John Williams score is like... I'm, so, I'm glad we I put have that some to opinions bed.
0: about a the pacing and the editing of this movie. Yeah. It's too slow. absolutely. The narration wasn't needed. They just needed to cut to the chase more and a little less kid raping because
1: we get the picture. we don't need to see you, the could, have sh- you could have
0: you could've told it without showing it.
1: It seemed like that was like a ploy. It was like a a, this thing. one's gonna get an Oscar. It's like when you show right. a fucking like gas chamber, chamber, you're gonna get an Oscar no matter what.
0: Right, like it was '90s Oscar bait. Yeah. Totally. Oh my god, it was totally Oscar bait. Now yeah. that I think about it, like yeah. it's not Oscar bait. Watching it now, like you wouldn't think this is an Oscar movie. No, but with but when you think cast, about when you think about the cast, when you think about the director, and yeah. you think about the year
1: and the music, that was John Williams. It Was like, I mean, it was Oscar the king. bait. Yeah, but it
0: was not done well because it was too boring and too it was slow. Two and a
1: half hours long. I, That's the thing. I like the story. I like, regardless of whether or not it's true, yeah, it made the movie just okay, but we'll get there. Anyway.
0: Anyway, so yeah, so these two guys, Bad News Bears, they're in this bar. They've obviously had a hard life. The narration is telling us that they've had a hard life. These two guys down the bar, I thought this was random and kind of funny. I thought it was going to come into play later. I wanted it to. Me too. So these guys down the bar are talking about... Republican politics. stuff. There were like, Republicans. Yeah, yeah. He said something like that, and he was like, "What? So what are they talking about?" He's like, "Oh, they're talking about Reagan's speech." And he's like, "Hey, buy those guys a drink and tell them to, to yeah. change the subject." I think I wrote- anyway, so, so they buy him a drink and they shut, They stop talking about politics. Um,
1: yeah, and they were Democrats, even though they were like gangbangers who even knew they cared about politics at all.
0: I think everyone just hated Reagan in the eighties. All Democrats, at least. Yeah. Um, so then uh, they realize that. Their old, the old guard who was their rapist, was sitting in the back eating a steak or some meatloaf, mm-hmm. and so they look back there and they decide they're gonna kill him. So they go, they walk back there and they have a brief confrontation with him and then they kill him.
1: And they I, shoot him in the dick first, which I just wanted him. I just wanted them to leave them. Me too. I didn't want them to kill him at all. I didn't either. Okay, I'm so glad you said
0: that because I wanted him to suffer more. Yeah,
1: like they did, and it would have been better if he did there was a couple moments like that where i was like no i don't want it this way i'm yeah if he had lived without a dick and just tortured by the fact that he had to face what like he had to face his actions Mm -hmm. you know yeah but instead he died like who cares he was a miserable piece of shit anyway
0: yeah it's 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 disappointing i i didn't want him to die i wanted him to hurt more yeah they should have just shot him in the dick and let him bleed out
1: Shot him in the dick, let him bleed out and torture him. and Be like, do you remember us? Like, you did this to us. Hey, everybody in this bar, this guy's a fucking child rapist. Like, well, wow. vin- vindication would have been so satisfying. The movie could have ended there if he had had some reciprocity for what he had done. But the then sh- the movie goes on was- and we meet Brad Pitt. <laughs> I
0: know. Okay, so like what like 45 minutes into the more, movie more no Brad Pitt and an I wrote, hour at least I even wrote down where's Brad Pitt is he yeah. even in this movie yeah finally he shows up with a whisper and I'm like oh okay I guess there's Brad Pitt
1: okay Brad Pitt in this movie his character is complex he has a main role so basically the kids come out they kill him they're 28 years old they get they go to jail
0: the movie then becomes about a trial yeah. where um, they hatch a scheme to get these two guys off from the murder. like Yes. Like, not guilty, not in jail for this murder.
1: Using the mob that they grew up with. in
0: Pulling all the strings. Yeah.
1: And Brad Pitt, who plays the older Michael.
0: One of the other kids. One basically. of the other
1: kids. The kind of the kid that was, he was a little bit more rebellious. He was a little bit more. He had a girlfriend. Yeah. He was like kind of a little bit more grown up than the the kids. I thought. Like he was a little more
0: a, clinical and
1: a, yeah, fastidious. a little bit more serious. Yeah. And he so he basically takes the case that's pros, as the prosecutor for his best friends that he grew up with, so that he can rig the case so that they can get off.
0: Right, and so that's what, then that's what the whole movie becomes about, which yeah. I kind of get like it's kind of cool. I it don't is know. It's cool. I mean, it is it's cool. cool.
1: It's. I think it's. A, it's another one of those cases where it's hard to judge now, because it's so analog the way that it all goes down, and it's so '90s, and it is so Oscar Beatty that it's like it. It didn't. It wasn't seamless. It wasn't like whoa, like we just got right. duped. I wasn't. I, it, was it was like was okay, we know what's happening, and it's clunking. This whole thing is clunking. Like mm-hmm. nothing was a surprise because they had narration. They knew the whole thing basically brad pitt hires uh dustin hoffman to be a lawyer who's a drunk who will literally just follow a script that he's written um who
0: by the way he looks like ben franklin
1: yeah that hair <laughs> he looks like ben franklin with those hair. glasses in fact the hair in this whole movie is a nightmare everyone's hair brad pitt's dye job is awful like it looks his, his whole his hair
0: is just plain it's very 90s it's who brad. cares
1: about the cut because whatever it's 90s brad but it's like Auburny Brown. It just wasn't good.
0: His also his suits weren't that good.
1: No, it did was bad. They didn't. They just shot their wad on on big names. And they big spent talent. all their money
0: on big names and big talent. Because this was a thirty three million dollar budget. It's not that big for how many talent.
1: How much talent? They no, had. the Oscar budget is not that big. It's like it's we'll Oscar pay bait. you less than you normally get because you'll probably win an Oscar for this role because it's about kid kid rape.
0: And then nobody did. And then nobody, nobody did. And nominated. nobody
1: deserved to. Poor Barry if anything
0: up. if anything I think De Niro could have got a best supporting nod yeah. at least a nomination.
1: Yeah. So the big ethos the big heart chunk of the movie is that they the key to winning this case for the prosecution I mean for the for the defendants is if the priest good old Robert De Niro lies under oath when he puts his hand on the bible and says the the kids didn't kill this guy because they
0: were at a Knicks game
1: because they were all at a Knicks game together and he's a and he so they have he they have an alibi Mm -hmm. so we find out earlier in the movie that Robert De Niro's character has also been to the same academy and knows what's going on there and basically what's he has yeah wait
0: what I didn't catch that yeah
1: he said to them when he came to visit the kid at the hospital at the at the place he said I went here as a kid so I know what's going on tell me if you have any Anything's oh going on. I didn't yeah. know that So Robert De Niro knows intimately what's going on there Even though it's probably a very different staff <laughs> it doesn't, The story does not check out But he basically the whole thing is like Is it worse Is murder worse Than Raping chill like,
0: No well that's what Roger Roger Ebert's no. whole thing Okay
1: I'm so glad you brought that up Fucking Roger Ebert
0: So Roger Ebert for those who don't who haven't studied this movie extensively.
1: Oh, this is so problematic for me.
0: Me too. Roger Ebert um, did not like this movie because he said it was homophobic. Fuck you, Roger Ebert. He was wrong. I think he was very, very wrong.
1: Oh, the nerve of I, calling... That's basically saying gay people are... Kid fuckers. Yeah, are pedophiles.
0: Yeah, no, he does... He. He doesn't realize he's doing, he's trying, I think he's trying to do the right thing. He thinks he's doing the right thing. I got news for
1: you. I'm learning more and more. Like Siskel and Ebert were the names, like the only names I have ever heard of movie reviewers growing up. And every review I read of his for almost every movie i am watched, I'm like, quit fucking blowing smoke up everybody's asses and using these big twirly words and like trying to make points. Like, you suck and you have no taste. <laughs> but the point is, the whole thing was the ethos of, or like the point where we're supposed to like really bite into the sandwich of this movie is like, oh my God, this priest has now lied and he's such a good guy and he's such a pure heart. But he has lied under oath to protect murderers who he who are not good guys. Yeah. They're like they are no, killers. they're killers.
0: They've been to jail for murder before. Yes,
1: they've been to jail for murder before they die. Be, we find out later that they die because they're in gangs like they're not good guys. No. And he sets them free um, by lying under oath. And that's the sort of question we're meant to grapple with, I think.
0: Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's the, supposed to be the moral question. But I think, you know, the way they set it up, though, is so... The way Dustin Hoffman... I just loved Dustin Hoffman so much in this. He's I thought so he was great. so good. He plays
1: drunk great. He plays hardcore
0: great. He was drunk, and he, the way he wasn't looking at people in the eyes... Can I name drop one more time? <laughs> yes, please do. I mean, at I this point, I'm in like,
1: LA, so I feel like I need to. Yeah. But my very first job when I moved to LA after college was as Dustin Hoffman's personal assistant during the holidays, and I was his little elf. And I wasn't his little elf. I That's mean, a weird thing. Did he, he make you dress up? He refers to us. As Where's my little elf? <laughs> no. But he was so lovely, and. Oh. Just a little old Jewish man. I think he was like 74 when I was working for him. And just funny and wonderful. and Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I loved him. He got fucking Me Too'd this year. And it was a bummer because it was, it was a bummer. But anyway, he's really great. And I loved seeing him. And I'm glad we get to talk about him on this podcast. And <laughs> I'm sorry for name dropping number three.
0: Dustin, if you're listening, Chelsea misses you. She loves you. She's not going to Me Too you.
1: I'll never meet you, but you can me to me.
0: Okay. All right.
1: All right. Pull it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so I thought he was I yeah, like I said, I thought he was amazing, but wait, yeah, let's so just finish. So the yeah, What I was so saying is they were setting, yeah, they were setting it up like with the way they, they acted and the way they told the story was they were setting it up to be for that to be like a big gag, like a big shocker. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, I just didn't feel that. I was like, of course he's gonna do it.
1: Yeah, of course he's gonna do it. I mean, hello, of course. They get off, Brad Pitt. If this if
0: this movie ended any way other than them getting free, the whole movie wouldn't make
1: sense. That's the thing, and that's why it would have made sense if the rapist lived, and then that story played out, and then they went to prison for shooting a guy. I don't know, but then they took, but then they went to prison because they like fought for what they believed in. It just like I don't know, it kind of falls apart. As a viewer, I think, but it's also, also implica- it's also implied, so basically, they win, they get off. Yeah, uh, we find out two seconds later that they die a year later before they're 29. <laughs> they don't even make it a year. yeah, and Brad Pitt, it's implied that the whole reason he went into law was to basically vindicate all of vindicate the kids, and they slowly so they slowly kill all the other guys. Or implicate the other guys, who had raped them. There was four or five of them, mm-hmm. and we see this whole like back door uh, mob situation, and there's like secret notes passed and like newspapers with words written on, and it's like this is not fucking necessary.
0: Or I get what
1: they were trying to do. Like this is cool. And look at us.
0: It's like mobby. Like I think that we were sort of playing into the mobster thing. But
1: it's like pick your fucking story. Yeah, is it a mob story or is it a revenge story? And then that's the other. Or is it thing. a court drama? Or is it a court drama? It's like, or is it a story about like the, the like you know religion? Or it just just like it was too many things, but I have to say that.
0: And they didn't really see any of them through.
1: No, and so I was just kind of left like, well, that was depressing. Like I just saw <laughs> twenty minutes of kids getting raped and like. Then it wasn't. They, I then think it was vindicated. also supposed
0: to be like a happy ending. Because that scene at the end where they're all sitting around a table, like singing laughing. like they
1: did when they were kids. And it's like we haven't even mentioned Minnie Driver. All of a sudden, another thing that the '90s do: we need a woman. We need romance, no matter what. <laughs> didn't
0: need her at, at all. all. I didn't. Give I a liked shit. her
1: though because I like Minnie Driver, especially because she had a great accent. Bringing it back to Brad, his fucking accent sucked. It did suck. He kept bringing he it kept back and coffee. dropping it. That's yeah. the only one he could he really had, do. He had like a keyword that was coffee. Yeah. and I was like, Brad, come on, I'm a better actress than you are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, come on, act. <laughs> spend a, pot. a week in the
0: Bronx, or yeah. spend spend a week in Hell's Kitchen, see how people. And talk. That's what
1: I'm saying. He just did this movie to do it because it, it was somebody told him he was going to get an Oscar for this, and he did it. But he like did not give it. He wasn't trying like he normally. He does. didn't.
0: No, he didn't give him give his all for it. Yeah, and you could
1: really see it. And it's so cool that we know that because we are the authorities now because we've now seen <laughs> four, fourteen movies starring him. Like we know that he didn't put an effort into this. Yeah, we can tell. it's obvious and I think
0: I think this movie didn't age well because I mean it's totally like just spread out like chaotic uh, like like theme wise and tonally it's like it just doesn't it's not all it's not all comes together it doesn't come together well
1: but here's a oh sorry
0: oh um, it didn't do well because of that but what it does have going for it is I mean no offense to Barry Levinson but like no, I guess he did a good job directing. It's the edit that kind of got fucked. They should have slashed a bunch of stuff. The staff. edit
1: is a nightmare. Also, there were a lot, for me at least, I noticed there were a lot of like film school things where like he was forcing that fucking revenge theme down our throats. Oh my God. With the Count of Monte Cristo. And yeah. like the very first story we're told about Big Benny is like, this guy is a revenge guy. It's just like, wow, you went to film school and you learned how to tell a viewer this about a theme. And it's like, Bang, bang, banged into our head. It did made me want to read The Count of Monte Cristo. Though I wrote that down. I wrote. Yeah.
0: I, I should read The Count yeah. of Monte Cristo. Yeah, but this this movie is shown in film schools and it's shown in acting schools just for um De Niro's De, De Niro's subtlety and Hoffman's um, subtlety and also Kevin Bacon's evil. Like he's oh,
1: so fucking good. I just
0: hate his face. And this is a movie where he knows
1: it, he, and he's so confident. In his evil, I mean, he more looks like he's power gonna be to him. he's
0: not. He's just this confident He's not sniveling. Evilness. He's
1: just disgusting piece of, piece of shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there were a couple things I wrote down where it was like, so the young Brad Pitt played by Brad Renfro, which we haven't even gotten to yet, and I'm gonna take I mean, the time now.
0: Not. Okay, you take your time.
1: Bradley Renfro. <laughs> The year this movie comes out Chelsea a young Chelsea Lee Greenwood is 10 years old. She's subscribing to Tiger Beat She's subscribing to Teen Vogue. She is obsessed with Brad Renfro like he was If you ask anyone in my family, he was the love of my life one time on (laughs) April Fool's Day My me and my family were in Catalina Island and my sisters convinced me that he was on the island and I spent Twelve hours wandering the streets looking for Brad Renfro, thinking oh. he was there. I dug a hole. <laughs> this is how crazy I was at ten. I dug a hole in my backyard, hoping to dig my way to his house. <laughs> okay, how? I mean, I don't know what goes on in a mind. You were ten? Maybe 11, 9. I don't know. In that range, eleven
0: is is like rounding the corner <laughs> to high school.
1: Maybe and you thought you I could must have still been eight. Dig? I must have been eight. He died shortly after this movie. No, he didn't. He died in no. He was a kid in this movie. Yeah, I was in love with him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. And I was glad to announce that I was no longer in love with him when I watched this movie. I was worried that I oh, was going to be like, I'm attracted to him. But that was being it the part
0: said, where, did you feel like like jealous when you saw that other adult fucking him?
1: Ooh, Ooh, i'll take you you there (laughs) go in there um this is how it should always be we should always record in person (laughs) i
0: know well let's just fly every week
1: yeah um no here's the thing though i have to say my sexual attraction and love for him was replaced by respect because i think he was a great (laughs) actor he did a good job didn't he all the kids did a great job
0: yeah, I think they did. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good. Yeah, their accents did, were right?
1: better than fucking Brad Pitt's accent, that's for sure. Kids are good actors. It's I mean, it's not no, hard. I not to... remember. I just worked with a lot of kids recently in Well, Hillians. but the kids
0: if if you have a good director, a kid can be a good actor because kids play Kids, they're kids are pliable. acting all the time. Yeah. They play
1: a lot, and acting is just
0: playing and but They have, you have imaginations.
1: To get into it. I did read a review that was like these kids pulled straight out of central casting. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, I love them." They were my favorite part. So I would I would have continued that that like young coming of age story over what I ended up seeing. Not that that's even a valid thing to say, but I did enjoy the first half more than the second half. I even yeah. enjoyed the raping, but like I liked it when they were in school.
0: <laughs> you enjoyed the raping?
1: Well, I didn't enjoy the raping, but I mean, like I I enjoyed watching the kids on screen, and I and I was like in it when I was enduring their pain with them, and I was enduring their joys with them. And then when they were grown up, I was like, I don't really care about you anymore. Also, I thought the lead actor, whatever. Pfft,
0: Oh, I wrote down uh yeah, what's his name? You mean the adult weird lead yeah. actor? Uh Jason Patrick. Yeah. Jason Patrick. I thought he was like 90s handsome. You know what I mean? Like
1: They're all 90s handsome. No,
0: but Jason Patrick specifically. He's got that like like thick black hair. It does have a nice th- thick eyebrows and like those deep-set eyes. Yeah, see
1: what you're saying is you want to burn him down?
0: No, I don't. No, I don't at all. I'm saying, oh, he, this is a
1: negative thing.
0: I'm just saying he's very s- typical 90s. Like yeah. I don't think he's I don't think he's ugly. I just don't like like
1: No, he's not ugly. I'm saying he's not a good uh, he was, no, he wasn't he was a good just actor. He was like I was like watching a dud.
0: Well, the bummer is that this I read somewhere that this was supposed to be his breakout role.
1: Of course. Somebody said, "Do this movie for free, somebody, it'll be your breakout role." Somebody
0: made a lot of promises about this yes,
1: movie. Yes, and they fucked everybody in the face. So I don't know. I feel like that's the synopsis.
0: I mean, we never. I just to tie up that loose end. We never really explained Roger Ebert's reasoning behind that.
1: Oh yeah, please bring it back. So me. he said this was fascinating to me. I'm shocked. Me this too. Happened. I read his whole review. Yeah, I was me too. Like, I don't want to hear what you have I so read sorry. somewhere Roger Ebert criticized this as a homophobic film, and I was like, he was what? like, it should have been a revenge fantasy, uh, a f- homophobic. Sorry, he said. This movie is a homophobic revenge fantasy. I wrote what exclamation point, exclamation point. This is fucking shocking.
0: Yeah. Well, so basically what he, his reasoning is that the whole movie was based on the idea that death and betraying everything you believe in like religion, um, is worse than homosexual rape, which homosexual and sex and like, like being gay.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, Interesting idea that... It has nothing to do... With gay identity or gay sex, really. It's about child rape. It's
1: about child rape and child abuse. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's a man on a ch- and a boy man. It's about grown-up people taking mm-hmm. advantage of non-grown-up people. And that's a theme throughout the whole thing. Like, the man... Their fathers are beating them. The kid ends up in the hospital. It's like, the whole power structure of this whole movie... It's not just about anal sex it's like no it's not about fucked. gay sex it's about child the abuse the nerve of putting that in a review of a film is shocking to me
0: yeah well it was the 90s it was a different time it was that's true people that's true gayness was a new concept to a lot of people use people. the
1: word faggot like it was flying around
0: oh yeah and um aids was just becoming something that was, was finally seriously. under control yeah. and taken seriously God, and people stopped being time. scared of gays around the nineties. I mean, it wasn't great. Like, it still wasn't yeah. great for the nineties, but it was like kind of like where th- the tide started to turn, and people started to be like, okay, you know, we don't have to be scared of all gays. You're not going to get AIDS from touching. You know, so yeah. there was oh, a slight yeah. change in the tide, and I think Ebert thought that he was being defensive of the gays, but
1: that's certainly the tone is like
0: very social it's justice. It's just so.
1: It's just so not. The way He's that we feel. He's so think. fucking
0: pompous about it. I though.
1: don't like his reviews. Although we did watch an interview with Siskel, where he interviews Brad.
0: hmm That was pretty good. And I
1: loved Siskel.
0: I do too. And I liked, I liked Brad in that interview. He was, you know, a charming young man.
1: I liked Brad in that interview. Did not like Brad in this movie. Which Didn't brings like me him in this to let's do so basically reviews. that's it. Let me do the reviews. We're fifty-seven minutes in. What are we gonna do? Yeah, let's do the reviews. So, um, do you want to talk money first?
0: Yeah, okay, so basically this... Oh, I said $33 million. It has a $44 million budget, which... Okay, so it was... I'm not going to say low budget by any means, but, like, it's...
1: For this all-star power, it's pretty low. It's, it's kind of low. Yeah, but maybe... And the for night.
0: the... They did a lot of New York, external New York stuff.
1: But... And that can't be, be that, that expensive, No, in 1996... 95, yeah. They, it was still Anything Goes.
0: Okay. Um... The domestic gross was 53 million.
1: Good for them. Pretty good. They made their money back. Yeah, but they didn't get any Oscar noms.
0: Zero. Their total worldwide gross, including US, was 165.5 million. Mm-hmm. Um, their opening weekend was 12 million. That's pretty good. It's okay. They, stayed, they were the number one movie for, in America for two weeks in a row. Yeah. So that's not bad. Granted, no other big movies came out at the same time or even close to the same time. Like, nothing else was out. Right. The closest thing that I recognized was First Wives Club and Swingers.
1: <gasps> you don't own me.
0: First Wives Club was... It was Swingers? A, oh, my God. Swingers had a terrible box office, I just discovered. Yeah, but it's
1: become a cult cult oh, cult. Oh, I love it I was more just than... talking about it last... Was I talking about it with you?
0: No, but I love okay. that movie. Oh, my God. It's, like, one of the best.
1: Oh, my God. I have so much to tell you about that. That's not for this podcast. But, yes, it's a great movie. So is First Wives Club. So is fucking... Uh, Independence Day Oh yeah Independence Day It
0: came out like That was it's like Fifth week or so, Or like seventh week or something. Mission
1: Impossible And Twister Which was also
0: Mission Impossible Was on it's Like one of the later weeks it Yeah was, It was been out for Well a this while. came out
1: yeah. in October right October yeah Yeah So it was at the end of the year End
0: of the summer It was
1: It was the time It came out the time Where Oscar movies come out Yeah Oh we cracked a card. Um. Okay cool Let's do ratings Okay I'm, this is intriguing.
0: What do you rate this movie?
1: No, I'm going to tell you what everybody else does. Then I'll rate it. Oh,
0: right, 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 yeah.
1: IMDb gave it a 7.6 out of 10.
0: Really? That's a high score. Really
1: high. Rotten Tomatoes, 73%.
0: It's easy to get distracted, uh, also high. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get distracted by the good performances from those three actors that we talked about. Yeah, I mean... And the fact that Brad Pitt is in it.
1: We'll talk about this when we talk about our ratings, but, like, it's a fine... My, I was thinking about what I was going to say, and, I, and it was, it's like, this is a fine movie. It's fine. It's not bad. It's not great. Whatever. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 73%. Okay. Metacritic, which is accumulation of 18 reviews, is 49%.
0: That's a little more accurate.
1: Google Users is 91, but, again, it's one of those things. If you're looking for this movie, you're probably going to rate it higher. And then Entertainment Weekly...
0: Oh, give it to me. Solid C. Finally, I agree for once. I
1: agree too. It's a solid C.
0: Solid C. Uh-huh. Which a C technically is like 70% when you think about in school.
1: Yeah, we do this when we talk about these things.
0: But like also it's like.
1: Yeah, it's like I can see my teacher's handwriting in a bright red marker that says 73%. <laughs> and
0: it's a C. And yeah. But you know what? It's not good. A C is not good. No,
1: a C is less than good. I'm happy with a B. Yeah, if I have a 70% chance... I really, really love B movies. I do not really, really love C movies. But they're fine. Right. This movie is totally fine.
0: So, um... Which brings us to our ratings. Yeah. Uh,
1: Overall, I would say that I think this movie is a... Yeah, like a... Five and a half.
0: Five and a half. Six. I'll give it a. Overall, six Overall. I'll give it a six. I'll give it a six too, and That's I'll tell fair. you
1: why. Because Robert De Niro was a, was like actually a delight to watch. It was a delight, and Dustin Hoffman too,
0: and Kevin Bacon. Like they were all a delight to watch. It's just that it was so fucking long. Yeah,
1: too too long. I did really like the. I was engaged the first half. They they lost me the second half. When they were like trying to like ooh and aahs with their sleuthing yeah they were really trying to ooh and aahs with the sleuthing
0: and it could have been a very cool movie about they could have made it interesting when it's after they killed the the guy yeah that I realized oh it's about to get boring yeah it did like they killed him and I just wanted so much more from that point on totally there was something it it was too much and also not enough at the same time yeah
1: (laughs) I agree okay so so we're we're agreed there yeah we agree Brad Pitt's acting not great like four yeah just, like, not good. But he didn't want to do it. I, I guarantee you, if he were to walk in and we said, Brad, did you want to do the sleepers role? He'd be like, no, I just, like, needed to do something to keep my name in the papers. Someone told me I was going to get an Oscar.
0: Someone told me I was going to get an Oscar. And also, it's, it seemed familiar to him. Because when you think about the types of movies that he had done before, yeah. they were all, like, coming-of-age stories. Well yeah. no like, they
1: weren't. There was not a single... Co- there was only yeah, no, River runs mean, through
0: it. I mean, and Legends of the Fall... And Yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, not necessarily coming of age in that, I don't mean... It the,
1: does fit the type of character he would play.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Is 100%. It, it's like the type of movie he would do, where it's like a narration with a big swanky director and like a ballad of a movie. Yeah. Lately, he's been taking movies like this.
1: Well, no, we've just come off the heels of 12 Monkeys and 7.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Like true, like thinkers. Those are...
0: Those are a little. This one crazy could about. have
1: been a thinker, and it wasn't. I'm bummed. We don't have enough time to talk about the whole religious angle of this movie. There's a lot to be said for religion. Yeah, we but... don't have to, but like, I get, I like love talking about religion. I do not, too. I'm but not a religious think... person, and I never have been. And you,
0: I'm not a religious person now, but, but you I have used to been.
1: Do. And I just think religion in general is a, such a fun topic to talk about. Whatever,
0: it's a fun topic to talk about when you're mostly aligned with the person you're talking about it with.
1: Or I like debating people who are the exact opposite. But this is not a religious podcast. This is whatever, whatever. Brad Pitt. What do you rate him? We rated. <laughs> I rated him a four. I mean, I'm gonna give him like a three and
0: a half because he's. Oh, like now that you
1: did it. it, I just felt bad. But like, I feel like I want to give him a three even.
0: Yeah. Okay. So three. I'll years. stick with three and a half because he, you know, he did the thing, but he it wasn't. Do you do that every time? No, but I should. I just started writing. It down what the our ratings are because I want to be able to go back in the future and see what all of our ratings were without having to listen to the whole goddamn podcast.
1: Okay, so then, um, finally Brad Pitt's hair, mm. three, also fucking two. Yeah, I really didn't like it. I didn't care about the cup, but that color was the nightmare, and it's not his fault. Again, he didn't wear it well, but he didn't wear any of his clothes well either. It just was not this was not Brad Pitt's movie.
0: No, it was a he was he raised his rate and he got that six million dollar contract yeah. fee and now here he is like flexing yeah and um good for him you know pay your
1: bills yeah be with gwen listen he's killing it he's doing great he's
0: about to do. what's the next movie
1: one i've never heard of and it's called the devil's own
0: yeah and i just looked it up and it has harrison ford in it who I love. I'm obsessed with Harrison Ford Dreamboat and Brad City. Pitt. And in the 90s, Harrison Ford was something special. Oh you know my God. Mean? Honestly, really something
1: special Ultimate Dreamboat. I cannot wait to cover this.
0: Especially because coming off of this movie, and now we're going to watch this movie, The Devil Zone, action crime drama, hour and 51 minutes, rated R, Brad Pitt, Harrison Ford, I'm horny, let's do this. You know what I mean? We're going
1: to make this movie our bitch, and yes, I can't we. wait. Yeah. Just like what's his dad to the kids. Who cares? Kevin. I thought we were done with the kid rape. Okay. Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Kevin Bacon. Um, Okay, so follow us on Instagram. This is
0: the Pitts Pod.
1: I'm like, it's killing me, but I'm trying to do it. I took a break this week, but I'll come back to doing regular stories. I am am better at than you are, and it sucks because someone's got to do it, and apparently it's got to be me. Well, Um, I mean, it's (laughs) it's fine. It's fine. I'll do it. But more importantly, We've never received a single email on our email.
0: Yeah, I mean, Google checks in occasionally to make sure we're good, but that's about it. So So. this
1: is a test. Testing, testing, testing. If you've made it this far, please send us an SOS. Send us dick
0: pics. Selfies. um, Selfies. Questions. Questions. Send us questions about your life. You know what I would love?
1: I would love... Um, stories about people meeting Brad Pitt or yeah. the first movie they ever saw, the first wet dream they ever had. Like, give us some Brad Pitt stuff, you know? So anyway, this is a test. We really want you to email us and it will be interesting to see if anyone actually makes it this far.
0: Yes, and our email is this pitspod at gmail.com.
1: And we'll That's talk it. to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.